You are Locked On Bama, the daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're fine. It certainly feels like football is here. It is, right? It's here. I mean, yeah. This is what we've been waiting on. It's here. It's here. Uh, so we can't get practice reports right now, though. Yeah. I mean, if everyone know, noticed, get... there's no practice. Everyone noticed, I'm sure, by now, there's there has been no practice reports, and I don't think there's going to be any for a few days, if not the rest of camp, and that sucks, but we all know why. They are limiting the number of people present at practice because uh, the hospitals are full. That's just a fact, and that's... While we won't be getting practice reports, we'll just have to wait till the game. Yeah, it's it's starting to get very real and very scary because, um, I, again, I got the high school scoreboard show this Friday night, and I've already gotten notifications that two of the games have been canceled. Um, and that just, you know, it sucks as of COVID purposes. And you hate to see that, and you hate that a team is going to start off 0-1 but that's they're taking the same route the HSA is as uh, most of college football, where if your team has to uh, not play due to COVID, they're not going to be a rescheduling. You just forfeit, and that's probably the only way you can do it this year um, and really get through it again. Because last year was such a whirling dervish that I feel like this is the only way to do it. But it's just a shame because you do all this work in the summer and then you start out zero and one without even playing. Yeah, and let's just be honest. I mean, not getting into politics and choice and all that stuff. I mean, I might even get into it, but these are just facts. It, when college games are forfeited, and it's coming, there will be forfeits. Uh, the SEC is going to be more heavily affected. SEC, the Sun Belt, American Athletic Conference, schools in the South, because this is where the COVID crisis is. It's in the South. It's the least vaccinated population so that's where it is. And the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they're in highly vaccinated areas where there is not a crisis. So this is just a fact. This the reality that we have is that we're, we're staring at a very real possibility of many southern teams in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, in particular Tennessee, uh, having to forfeit games. Because because this isn't a northeast or midwest or far west problem; it's a southern problem. Yeah, exactly, uh, Jimmy. Let's go ahead and take a break because I got a few things I want to get into that are non-COVID related and don't really want to break up uh, the role. I'm sure we will get on. <laughs> You know how we do. Um, but I want to tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. Listen, it's it's just the best site. I go there all the time. It's fantastic. BetOnline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. Get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Can't beat that. It's awesome. BetOnline.ag. You can bet on college football futures. You can bet on Heisman futures. You can bet on just about anything you want to, including reality TV. So if you want to watch, you know, The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or whatever's Love Island, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they got all that junk on there if you're into it. But go there. You can bet on it. You can bet on which person acts craziest, which I'm sure they're all not very good odds because they're all nuts. But go to betonline.ag and give them a whirl. You're going to love this website. Use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. 
Also want to tell everybody about Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. You know the jingle. It's awesome. Go to Rock Auto. It's a family-run site. Been that way since they opened up, I think, in the 70s. Uh, they started out, obviously, not as a website, but they, they started out uh, another way. And now they're rockauto.com and they're kicking chicken. So go check them out. You can get anything you want to. You need a timing belt. You need a rotator cuff. Do you have a rotator cuff on your car or is it your shoulder? Um, do you have a, do you need a muffler, muffler, a, a muffler that muffles your muffler? I don't know. Go check them out. You can't get fuzzy dice there, but you can get just about everything else you need for your car at rockauto.com. You're going to love that website. Easy to navigate and just easy to use. And for guys like Jimmy and me, that's crucial. Rockauto.com is the place you want to go. All right, Jimmy, a uh, few things here. I'm going to run down. Um, I w- AL.com came out with an interesting article. Um, they do this about once a week, SEC football by the numbers, and they usually just talk about, you know, different things that are interesting. First of all, of course, the preseason poll comes out. Alabama shocker is number one, and that's like the 14th year in a row we've been number one at some point, which is like more than double the the previous record holder or whatever. But I'm going to just go down a few of these interesting ones. Auburn was unranked. Uh, But it says zero is the number for this. Zero seasons in which Auburn has been unranked in the AP preseason poll have the Tigers failed to be ranked during the season. So you can probably bet that Auburn will be ranked at some point this year. Although, um, man, looking at that schedule, I'm not sure where it's going to be. Uh, One of the 63 voters in the AP preseason poll had Alabama at number five. Crimson Tide also received 47 number one votes, seven number two, and eight number threes. What jackass put us number five? I don't know, but I sort of like the guy. I I wish we were number 23 and the whole team was furious and pissed off. That would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I agree that ranking Alabama is funny. That's Saban's bulletin board material. Yeah. I mean, our team plays well when they feel disrespected. But, the problem is, like, no one ever disrespects us anymore. So, uh, except this one guy who, who's put us yeah. fifth. But, you know, uh, no, I think it's crazy that Alabama would be fifth. That's nuts. But on the other hand, hey, you know, you know, normal, normal human life, normal college football, when you lose the amount of the production that Alabama I, – I, what number is this off the top of our head uh, – Najee Harris and Devontae Smith alone scored something like 50 touchdowns. Yeah. 50. And that's ridiculous. Normally, when you lose that level of production, you're going to fall off the edge of the earth. So, you know, I don't blame logically people looking at Alabama and going, they cannot possibly replace that production. True. But. We've done it before, time and time and time and time again. So it's, it's you just, at some point, it's almost like, well, you have to have some blind faith in Nick Saban, but is it really blind faith when he does it over and over and over again? You know, betting against Alabama to be in the top four at the end of the year is like betting on the Joker to not break out of prison. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. You can, you can hate it. But it's also more interesting when it happens. If the Joker's in prison, you know, Batman's sitting around doing sit-ups. I mean, you got to fight somebody. Um, All right. 
Uh, eight is the number. Eight number one rankings in the preseason poll for Alabama. Tied for the second most with Ohio State behind Oklahoma's 10. And here's the thing. Uh, it looks like six of those eight have come under Saban. 2010, 2013, 16, 17, and 18. And, of course, this year. That's ridiculous. Well, one thing I noticed uh, one thing I noticed in, in similar numbers is that I think under Saban, you know, after 2008, after he really established what he established, whenever Alabama has not been one or two, they've won the national championship every year. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> whenever they've not been one or two, they've won it every year. When, when we've been one, we have not always <laughs> won the championship. It's hard to do wire to wire. It's hard to it's hard to do that, even even at Alabama. Uh, and it's going to be hard again this year. Look, every there's a few pretty good ball clubs out there. Um, fifty five. 55 appearances for Alabama in the 72 AP preseason polls. That's tied for fifth most appearances with Texas behind Ohio State with 68, Oklahoma 63, Southern Cal 60, and Notre Dame 58. So, all right. And then, but of the current SEC members, Tennessee 42, LSU 41, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia 40 apiece. Interesting. Um, 100 appearances at, at number one in the AP poll by Alabama under Nick Saban. Alabama has held the top spot in the AP poll 131 times, 25 more times than any other program. 100 of Alabama's appearances at number one have come in the past 195 AP polls after the Tide made 31 appearances number one in the previous 984 polls. <laughs> That's insane. Especially when you consider even before Saban got here where Alabama ranked historically that before Saban got here, Alabama was clearly in the small, the short list of the great programs of all time. And then Saban gets here, and then Alabama just starts lapping, lapping history, really, just lapping history. Not uh, that, that, that statistic is just totally nuts. And again, Nick Saban dominating the SEC and dominating college football in an era where it's harder to do that than it was in the 60s and 70s and 80s. All, all these rules are set up for parity. I know there's not parity, but all the rules are set up that way. And, uh, and Nick Saban just laps history. 214 consecutive AP polls have included Alabama, the nation's longest current streak. It's the longest in SEC history and the second longest in AP poll history. The most recent AP poll that didn't include Alabama was the final one of the 2007 season. Uh, the only streak of poll appearances longer than Alabama's belongs to Nebraska at 348. So that's, that's going, you know, we got a way to go. After beating Colorado 59 nothing on October 10th, 1981, Nebraska was ranked 19 two days later and not unranked again until September 29th, 2002. All right, that's pretty good by them. I can, I can buy that. Yeah, not bad. Congrats. Not bad. Not bad, not, not bad, bad Cornhuskers. Shut, shut, shut. Um, so uh, the poll did come out. Alabama is number one. Was there anything else that stood out to you? A uh, number of SEC teams, five, you know, which is fine. And, and, and it was the same. I think the Big Ten and maybe Pac-12 or something also had five. Uh, now, of course, that's not including Texas and Oklahoma. Alabama would have had, I mean, the SEC would have had seven. Uh, 
hey, it's, it's, it's a pretty tough schedule for Alabama. But one thing I've always said under Saban that's so true, Alabama's never going to get credit for playing a tough schedule, never, because Alabama doesn't play Alabama. I mean, who is Alabama going to play that the rest of the country goes, now that's a tough game. I suppose at Clemson, at Ohio State, at Oklahoma, that's the, about the only, I guess, at Georgia to an extent. You know, there's, there's like five or six tough games for Alabama. No one else looks at, I mean, like I said, you know, Alabama plays, look at Alabama's home SEC schedule, right? It's LSU, it's Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Arkansas, right? Uh, and, and no one is going to call that tough for Alabama. Okay, Iowa State is number seven, right? They're number seven. That's not just in the top ten. They're well inside the top ten. If Iowa State played Ole Miss at home, you know what they would say? That's a tough game. If they played even Arkansas, would there be a chance Arkansas would win? Yes. What about LSU? That would be your game of the week. Iowa State and and, and Alabama is just judged on a totally different standard, and people say things like, well, Alabama doesn't have a tough schedule. Hell, yes, it would be tough for anyone else. They just don't see it as tough for Alabama. I think case in point, and this isn't apples to apples because Texas isn't in our league right now, and I don't know that they will be again, but Texas travels to Arkansas this year, and all you see are people saying, yeah, Arkansas is probably going to win that game. Alabama went to Arkansas last year and beat them 52 to three. And, and we toyed with them. I mean, it's, it's funny because people are like, you know, Texas is this huge monster brand that's so good and talent everywhere and yada, yada, yada. And people think they're going to go to Arkansas and Arkansas is going to give them fits. Arkansas hadn't given us fits in a while, but anywho, um, Jimmy, let me go ahead and take another break. Tell everybody about built bar, builtbar.com is not the website. It is built.com. <laughs> I do this every time, but it's built.com, built.com. I don't know where builtbar.com takes you, but I know built.com will take you to go get some of those delicious, nutritious built bars. And they've just come out with this awesome sale. You need to go check it out. Built.com. It's fantastic. These things are really awesome. They're good for a keto diet. And I, Lord knows I go on some keto diets. I'm more likely to go on Jimmy's keto diet where I just get on the couch and sleep at the home of a murderer, but that's that's a le- that's a less easy diet. The keto diet is uh, the better way to go to actually lose weight. But these built bars are covered in chocolate; they're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. Built.com. You will not regret it. You will love these things, and you will eat them morning, noon, and night. And then you'll lose weight, and you'll be sexier than ever from Built.com. Okay. Um, Jimmy, one other thing that on Bama Online, uh, Charlie Potter, who's great, came with uh, five takeaways so far from Alabama's preseason football practices. And some of these are going to seem rather obvious, but um, he said starting QB in all but name. Obviously, he's talking about Bryce Young. Um, He's taking all the snaps essentially at at the one spot. Um, It's clear that he's going to be the starter. He, he did throw an interception on Saturday, but he also threw three touchdowns. The thing that's more concerning to me is the number I saw from Saturday was his numbers were like 14 of 29. Is You know, that's below 50%. Really? Now, 
he there were some offensive linemen that were out um and then Levi Randolph got hurt but you know it just man I, I just, that scares me a little bit he's under 50% when we had somebody like Mac Jones who couldn't who was more accurate than Green Arrow <laughs> well one thing there that that's true and and, and I, I, of course I wasn't there for the scrimmage and I didn't talk to anyone who was there so I don't know and I can't confirm that number but assuming that number is true and that he was 14 of 29. One thing about those scrimmages that I've been there for several before, you sort of have to know the context before you make too much of that because a lot of that work is specialty work. And by specialty work, I mean it's not just a game. They don't just line up and play a game. They do that for a little while. I mean, for a little while, for a big part of the scrimmage, they scrimmage and it sort of looks like a day. You get the ball on your own 25-yard line and you just play against the defense and that's that. But for the last third of the scrimmage, they work on nothing but specialty situations, or, or that's commonly what they do. So a lot of his incompletions could have been in the two-minute work. They work on that. They work on the two-minute. And there's a lot of incompletions in a two-minute because you're trying to kill the clock. So there's more two-minute work in how Alabama scrimmages than what you would see in a game. Secondly, part of their scrimmage work, specialty work, is coming off the goal line. You have first and ten at your own one. It's more difficult to complete balls in that type scenario. And uh, they also do, at the very end of the scrimmage, usually they work a little bit, not long, but they work a little bit on the Hail Mary situation, and those balls are almost always incomplete. So if Bryce threw three incompletions on Hail Marys, which is what you would expect, that would affect the numbers. So that's, I think, why Alabama doesn't release scrimmage numbers, because they all lack uh, context. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean in a normal football situation he was 14 of 29. For all we know, he was 14 of 18, and then they did the specialty work, and he was 0 for 11 and all that. Uh, so it's just uh, very difficult to tell. You know, I'll let people go check out BAM Online for the rest of these because one thing I've I forgot to ask you about. Uh, well, there's two things. Um, uh, one of our listeners emailed and said, look, would you guys talk about who you think will be the kickoff and punt returners? Um, I, I think JoJo Earl is the, the guy. I mean, I think he's going to be one of the guys. Um, and then, but for the other kick returner, you know, let's assume JoJo is back there for punts and back there for kicks. I don't know who the other guy would be back there. Do you have any idea? Trey Sanders? I think maybe Billingsley could be because uh, he had some experience. And, and and really people looked at Billingsley like he was the kick returner. A lot, you know, usually, this is how Nick Saban does it usually. Everybody's different, but this is how Nick does it. Nick usually on kick returns has two guys back there, a guy that he wants to field the ball, and then the other guy blocks for him. That's what, what we often do. And Billingsley was back there really to block. But the other team... Uh, two things happen. The other team, recognizing this, tries to kick it to the other guy, and a few teams pulled that off. And secondly, I think Billingsley is supposed to give up balls, and he, he didn't because he would rather catch it from himself. <laughs> you know. So I think Billingsley might be back there, but to block for someone like JoJo Earl, or, or if not, sometimes they put a bigger back back there who's kind of experienced at blocking like a Roy Dell Williams. Uh, you know, he could be back. And, hey, and, and, and you have to be prepared. The ball could go to that guy. So you can't put an offensive guard back there. I mean, you got to put somebody back there that might end up with the ball and, and make something happen. So 
I don't know myself. Uh, I don't really have a guess I would feel strongly about. I think they would love it if JoJo Earl or Kool-Aid McKinstry was the punt returner. I think they would love that because it's a freshman that could have the job for three years or more. So that's ideal. And those are guys that can, that can shift field position, make a play, and score. So that's a bonus. But what you absolutely cannot do is turn the ball over. So I think it might be a situation, Luke, I'm guessing, where they're like, come on, JoJo, come on, Kool-Aid. One of you guys show us you can do this because if you can't, then we got to put in Slade Bolden, who, who we have confidence in terms of catching the ball and not turn it over. Slade, of course, would have less of a chance of uh, flipping the field or scoring. Yeah, Jamie, one was Jake Pope, uh, the commitment we got Monday night. I, I threw in a blurb about him on uh, the podcast we had for Tuesday morning, your final countdown. It's the final countdown. Boy, I can't. Every time I hear the word countdown, I think of Joe Bluth from Arrested Development. Um, anywho, <laughs> people who, if you know, you the know. Magic. What did he do in mad, his magic tricks to the final yeah. countdown was the song yeah. playing, and he was like moonwalking with the uh, knife in his teeth. Oh, yeah. They, that, that show, <laughs> that's one of the most underrated shows in television history. But um, I agree, anyway. totally. Probably the funniest two or the, those, those two or three seasons. Not they were when just they two and a half seasons. They were two yeah, and a half seasons. Not when they, and I'm not talking about the reboot. I'm talking about the original two and a half seasons. Yeah, the reboot. That, that may have been the funniest TV of all time. But I, I threw in a blurb because I knew this would, you know, some people would look at it and say this. Um, you know, Jake Pope is a white mm-hmm. safety. And so yeah. people, that's going to raise an eyebrow. Um, yeah. And maybe it shouldn't. We should all be colorblind, all that stuff. But it is going to raise an eyebrow. But if you watch his tape, the dude's just a player. Forget about all that other stuff. Forget about stereotypes. The dude's a player. Um, he's fast. He's played in the slot. Um, he's really good. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that it's a great pickup for Alabama. You know, the, the, it, it's so dumb in the sense that how many of the best NFL safeties, those are the best safeties in the world today, how many of them are white? And the answer is a bunch. A bunch of them are, including that cat, uh, you know, for the Vikings, Harrison Smith. I mean, he's like the best safety in all of the NFL. And he's, I mean, it's, it's really dumb, uh, the opinions that some people have. And, and secondly, what, what, what do you think Nick Saban's doing? Some sort of charitable thing? I mean, Nick's trying to build a championship football team and win championships. He's not, he didn't just up and decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start taking second-rate players. No, they're taking who they want, who's at the top of their wish list. Thirdly, you know, we had to beat schools to get this kid. And who do we have to beat? Oh, I don't know, Ohio State? Are they, are they not trying to win uh, Georgia, North Carolina, most of the SEC, Auburn? All of these schools recruited this kid really hard. The only program that was really big that didn't offer him famously is Clemson uh, because the dad there, he's a Clemson legacy, but uh, Clemson passed and that's fine. Uh, it's fine. That, you know, Cle- you know who else Clemson passed on Jalen Moody. That's worked out pretty good for Alabama. So, so I, I, I just, uh, any criticism about taking this, this kid is just not, 
Now, Ali is just not super educated, not as to this kid who's, uh, who's good. I mean, is he going to be the best DB that's ever played in Alabama? Probably not. Is he going to be a three-year starter? Probably not, just because that's hard to do at Alabama. But Alabama didn't take this kid for any reason other than this is who they want. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with another one. Locked on Bama. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us. We were able to give away uh, several T-shirts from Smack Apparel. Appreciate them. And, um, yeah, so that's that. Until then, roll tight. Roll tight.